JM and AM on a Wednesday morning broadcast. Today is the 21st of September. Today's the 25th of Elul. I think traditionally it's the day that we uh, say the world was created. Maybe Rabbi Heber will have a comment about that. It is a very exciting uh, morning for us. Whenever Rabbi David Heber joins us, it's exciting as we get to discuss calendaric trivia. There's nothing like our conversations that are on the eve, practically the eve, of the brand new year. Remember, 5783, Tufshin Pei begins this coming Sunday night. And boy, are we excited. Rabbi David Heber is with us. He is... Um, Rabbi of Kahal Avis Yisrael Tzemach Tzedek in Baltimore, Kashas Administrator at the Star K. Also, many of you at this point have his incredible book entitled The Intriguing World of Jewish Time. We've spent time speaking about that book. You can check out the archive section at NachumSiegel.com for our conversations with Rabbi David Heber. Rabbi David Heber, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, good morning. A chivachimataiva to you. And everybody, and a big mazel tov on your granddaughter. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank God the year ended up in a wonderful fashion, Baruch Hashem, and she's doing great, and I appreciate you mentioning that. Beautiful. And it's, Beautiful. An, so and it's, and it's an incredible feeling. Uh, let's do a couple of things here. First of all, uh, I, am I right that traditionally we say the 25th of Elul is the day of the creation of the world? Yes. Yes. Well, the, the, the Gemara Rosh Hashanah discusses really a it's a dispute as to when the world was created. Was it created in Nisan or was it created in in um, Tishrei? So we, we, who do we hold like? In a way, we hold like both. Um, it's certain. It's certain aspects of the calendar. Actually, we work with the uh, Nisan Ibrahim. The world was created in Nisan. In certain aspects, it's Tishrei. In fact, on Rosh Hashanah, we're going to say. In the Mus of Zayim, Tchilas Masecha. Right. Today is the, the beginning of your creations, which refer, of course, to Adamarisha. Right. So if you go with Adamarisha and being created on Al Tishrei, which is what we say in Davening, then indeed today was the first Sunday when the world was created. Um, at at Asylum, at, at the creation. On the 25th of Elul. All right, now I did promise our listeners that I would just start with and to try to encourage you to tell us the answer to a question you posed to me off the air. Of course, once you posed it to me off the air, I uh, tossed it out there to our listeners over the last few days. Apparently, Rabbi Heber, you claim that tomorrow, Thursday, uh, which I remind everybody is a long Tachanun day. Uh, it, there's something significant about Tachanun tomorrow. I asked the listeners. I did not get any responses of note, um, any guesses. So I guess we have to depend on you to educate us about what's going on tomorrow morning. Okay. So the answer really is this, is a is the longest number of times in a row that you say the long Tachanun <laughs> is 24 times. Okay. And tomorrow will be the only time that you ever say the 24th Tachanun in a row, long Tachanun, without, without skipping. So let me explain. Normally, of course, we say the long Tachanun every Monday and Thursday, unless there's a reason not to say it. Right. Like Rish Chaydish, right. uh, Shvat, um, et cetera. So it can, usually you have a Rosh Chodesh that comes along on a Monday or a Thursday. And of course, not always. You can have a Rosh Chodesh on Tuesday. But then you get a Shavuos comes in or, or some or a Tubashvat or, or a Lach Baimer could be on a Thursday and so on. So something's going to break that Kaseder, uh, that consistent order. In this case, Rosh Chodesh Tammuz um, was on a, um, was on a, uh, what second? Rosh Chodesh was, was was Thursday, okay. So Rosh Chodesh of 
which was your next chance to miss Tachnun, was on was on Friday. Actually, Thomas was Wednesday and Thursday, and then all was Friday. Tisha B'av was Sunday. Tuba was Friday. Elul was Shabbos and Sunday. Rishchidosh Elul. <laughs> so basically, we've gone twelve weeks in a row of saying Vuhurachum without interruption. So tomorrow is the only time that you can say Vuhurachum with twenty three Vuhurachums behind you. <laughs> so the the twenty the twenty fourth and final one is tomorrow morning. Now, now we understand the significance, and of course, this Monday being Rosh Hashanah, we will not say a twenty fifth. Exactly. So usually, people if a chassan comes, oh, we don't say long tachnun. If you're a chassan, I want to get my streak tomorrow. So you could come to me Friday, but <laughs> let's get to the rachum tomorrow. Now, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, these are two different approaches colliding, Rabbi Heber, because <laughs> because, because you have this desire to say the twenty fourth in a row, but most of the other people in shul, I bet, would want a chassan to walk in. So <laughs> absolutely, or they were interrupted. I actually kept track every time. Of course seeing, you did. Oh, and Hassan Nobris actually traveled a little bit. And I was, I would say, oh, is, is this going to get uh, upended by some? So anyway, so we'll mention Shemo. We'll say it with Kavana, and it'll be a special. Uh, you know, it's it's a very very special feel actually. And, and you'd have and, and you'd have to assume that the odds of a Hassan walking in uh, tomorrow morning are low because most people would not be making a wedding tomorrow and then having Shevar Brachas during Rosh Hashanah, etc. I know it can be done, but but I don't think it's the norm. Right, it's not the number. I was at a on a Monday night, and um, but again, the chassid, I dive at six thirty, and slichus is six oh five. So if the chassid is coming, he's probably going to talk a little bit later. <laughs> right, <laughs> understood. Yeah. Uh, but already, I've seen among our colleagues in the Jewish music world, they've been declaring that for them personally, the season is over. So I'm assuming that most weddings <laughs> have taken place, and that the uh, and that there won't be that many uh, tomorrow evening. Uh, Rabbi David Heber is with us. All right, so the brand new year five seven eight three begins Sunday night. How common is it for Rosh Hashanah, which can come out on four different days of the seven days of the week? How common is it to fall out? on a Monday. Okay, so Monday is is not the most common, but I believe it's about approximately about 28% of the time it's going to be on a Monday. Um, to be exact, Rosh Hashanah, yeah, it's about 28%. It's um, 28, a little bit of a small decimal. So you're looking roughly really a little bit more than one in four, one in four times. The truth is, the three days of the week other than Tuesday, Tuesday, of course, is the year following a Purim on a Friday, which we know is not that often. That's right. only about eleven and a half percent Friday. The other three hover around the thirty percent amount. Right. So a Thursday, uh, so, take a little bit. So a Thursday or a Shabbos or a Monday are pretty average. And then it's funny because it feels like Tuesday is the one that would be the most rare. And sure enough, as you just proved from the data, uh, it is the most rare. Um, all right, uh, I, I give the floor to you, Rabbi Heber. What can you tell us about this year? And you know, overall, what can you tell us in terms of what type of year it is calendarically? Okay, so it's really a, a more of an average year. I had to really look around. You know, some years we've spoken about some, yeah. you know, the exciting uh, events of Pesach uh, on a Sunday and, right. and uh, all sorts of streaks. So here, so we came up with a few interesting things. First of all, it's, well, let's start with the average part. It's actually in the English calendar, you know, once you reach uh, other, so it's, it's pretty much average. It's the seventh year of the 19-year cycle. So it kind of plays in both ballparks because on one hand, it's the year following a leap year, which is typically a little bit later. At the same time, it's the year before a leap year. Right. 
because the eighth year of the cycle, so we're sandwiched right now between, between two leap years. So roughly the days, the Hebrew days will fall out roughly a, a little earlier than average, but just slightly earlier than average in, in the English calendar, you know, versus just at the following year, I'm already preparing for next year's uh, discussion. <laughs> 2024 is going to be a very, because it's coming two years after a leap year. You know, you're talking about Pesach ending April 30th. Uh, wow. I'm talking about now in 2024. Wow. So it gets very late. So this year kind of falls out um, in average. But w- what it is, is it's, it's called the Shnas Hakel, which really we're coming up to the end of, Shemitah, at the end of Shemitah right now, um, the last few days of Shemitah. And actually I saw a very interesting note that of course, Sunday, Erev Rosh Hashanah, uh, people should prepare a prusbol following right. Atars the Dorim. And what that is, is the, the Torah says that after, at the end of Shemitah, or at Shemitah, um, the, well, we, most opinions say that it means the end of Shemitah, loans um, become null and void. So that means if I lent you, uh, you know, $100 right now and without a, a date or a date that's, you know, prior to Rosh Hashanah, then comes comes Rosh Hashanah when the sun goes down, that's it. You don't owe me anything. So to avoid, so nowadays it's only the Rabbonon. It's the Rabbonon nowadays. But to avoid that problem, people stop lending money. In other words, you can ask me for a hundred bucks. I'll say, well, you know, you're going to, you're going to, as they say, run down the clock, right? And I'm not going to get my money back. Mm-hmm. So we write a prusible, which is you make a de- declaration after Atars the Dharam, or really anytime you could do it now. And the declaration basically says that you're, it's a, it's a legal declaration. And then you, you sign a little document and that's a, that's a principle. So that, that's going to be done on Sunday. I saw an interesting note that in Chutzlar, it's, we don't have Shemitah. It's only in Israel, but this is one aspect of Shemitah that we have because this concept of the finance, financial issue applies whether you're in Israel or, or not. So that's, that's coming up on, on Sunday. Then the year after Shemitah is known as Hakel. And you know, when the days of the Beis Hamikdash, Klai Yisrael, there's a mitzvah. It's coming up in in Parshas We speak about it, where all of Klai Yisrael would go to the Beis Hamikdash on Sukkot, and it was a very, very beautiful event uh, that took place. So, unfortunately, we don't have a Beis Hamikdash. Maybe, hopefully, Beis Sukkot will have one, but um, we could learn about it and discuss it. But again, it came following um, the the Shemitah. And therefore, this coming year would be a hakel. It also is fit to be Yovel. Now we don't know when Yovel is, and we don't have Yovel. It's only when, um, when you know, a, a really much much of Eretz Yisrael is in uh, all of Eretz Yisrael, all of Yidden are in Eretz Yisrael. So we don't have Yovel nowadays. But um, it would technically potentially be a Yovel year because it's following uh, the year of Shemitah. <laughs> and what's what's most interesting is you want to know what's interesting in this year. All seven possible double parshas are going to be together, and we're not used to that. We're, we, we we've gotten no, spoiled. No. We've gotten spoiled in terms of most parshas being single parshas, including this coming week, which very often is a double parsha. You're saying that there are seven potential double parshas in a typical in any year, and this year we're going to get all seven of them. All seven, all wow. seven of them. So Balkaire, and then you know my Sedra <laughs> going over the Sedra is going to be. Uh, um, you know, longer, it's just double. You're right, this year in a leap year, except this year we only had one double Parsha. Right. 
which was uh, Matsumasa. And, uh, and in Israel, they didn't even have that. Correct. In Israel, they didn't have any. But that's a totally different yeah, sub- yeah. subject, uh, as you know. Um, uh, a Rosh Chodesh, um, a, Rosh, a typical Rosh Chodesh uh, is designated by being one day or two day. Rosh Chodesh Av, for instance, is always one day. Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan, which will be a month from uh, next week, uh, is always two days. But uh, Kislev and Teves is always interesting in terms of defining what type of year it is. Those are the exceptions in terms of the days of Rosh Chodesh being set. What can you tell us about those months? Okay, so Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan actually is going to be, there's going to be a solar eclipse in Eretz Yisrael Ooh. on Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan. Not a total, not a total eclipse. I think it's, it's a partial eclipse. It's, I think, around 30% or so. Um, so that's only in Eretz Yisrael. And it's meaning in the Middle East, at that area, you're going to have a total solar eclipse, which will not be visible from here. Uh, there, on the topic of a total solar eclipse in Australia, there's going to be a total solar eclipse after Pesach in the northwest part of the country, north of Perth. Wow. Um, and uh, if any Australia listeners are out there, um, it's it's on a it's going to be like in a relatively remote area. I think it's like 14 hours north of Perth, <clears throat> which is on the west coast of uh, of Australia. Now Kislev, okay, you don't like this? Rishkadis uh, Kislev is going to be first of all Thanksgiving, right? Uh. Thanksgiving Rishkadis Kislev, Thursday and Friday. Okay, now Matzah Shabbos. So first of all, a lot of people will be traveling, so you right. might be in a different shul. Right. But listeners of your your show will be prepared. Because there's going to be a tumult that's going to break out in many shuls on Matzah Shabbos. Uh, that's the night of Gimel Kislev. Yeah, in other words, in, in, other, in, other, in other words, Gimel is Sunday. <clears throat> Saturday night, Sunday is Gimel. Correct. So, right. so what, exactly. would, what would the issue be? What's the issue? The issue is Kislevana. Okay, the Maylad of Kislev is going to occur at a Wednesday night. Right. That's that's the night before Thanksgiving, approximately. 10 o'clock at night, ah, 10 p.m. So you'd have to wait till 10 p.m. Yeah. Saturday night. Correct. Now, <laughs> the, if you wait, the problem is if you wait till 10 p.m. Saturday night, you won't see a moon. Right. Because at the beginning of the month, the moon sets sh- uh, shortly after it gets dark. Right. So you, you, that's why you go out. If you go out very early in the month, say Kishlevana, you'll always notice that the moon is on the west, you know, in the west, that's on its way down. So by the time 10 o'clock rolls around, it's going to be gone. So you won't be able to take Kishavana. However, however, and there's a big however, the 10 o'clock is really Eretz time. Ah. So in Eretz they can't take right. Kishavana. That's right. But it's really 3 p.m. our time Wednesday. So right. you're allowed to take Kishavana three days, 72 hours after the, the time of the Milo, the time of the new moon. So, but it's a tumult. It's a machloikas. You change your clock. It's really a machloikas both directions because at the end of the, you know, one of the latest time, you have this discussion also. You get those extra hours. Don't you get the extra hours? So there's going to be a tumult because what's going to happen is some people are going to look at the Luach and say it's not three days. Right. And other people are going to say, one second, it's, it's, um, it's, it's okay because it's, that's our Yisrael time. So the Rav is going to have to pass. Because if, so the Rabbanim listening should prepare how to pass in this one. And it's interesting. So Lamaisa, yeah. Yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's interesting because in our neighborhood, which has been led over the last so many decades by the uh, great Gaon Harav David Feinstein of blessed memory, uh, his his uh, practice was to say Kiddush Levana as soon as it is possible to say it. 
Uh, that was that was the uh, that was what he always uh, practiced. So I, I'm wondering what, and I certainly could ask uh, the current Rosh Hashiva. I'm wondering, you know, what 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 he would have said, or what people today will say uh, about this question, and whether they'll do it on Saturday night or not. Right. So right. So so if I say who said it right away, like the Goyin would have had the Shiloh really every month, and that is, are you waiting the full three days of the time? You know, even on a Tuesday night. If the Milo was at 3, 3 p.m., would he wait or not? Right, right. Here, here it's coming to everybody's doorstep because we have that opportunity. You know, as we say, Matzah Shabbos is sort of the three days. So here we get both, you know, the best of both worlds. So, um, you know, I think, uh, I think we're going to say by us, by, by the time you get to about, the Milo will be over around 6 o'clock or so. So by 6 o'clock already, it's, uh, it's, it's, you're hitting the three-day mark for sure in time. And even astronomically, it's three days. At about six o'clock, so you you really have a three day old moon, and therefore um, that that's what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, it's a shem, so and, that's something to and, keep in mind. And in a place like Cleveland, it'll be closer to seven o'clock. Correct, which, and, which is even later. And 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 if if we would, in theory, already be uh, under the new United States law of daylight savings time, it would be closer to eight o'clock in some places. Yeah, but okay, but then the, then the hour later would go, and hopefully right, that was not gonna. Right, that doesn't. Right. <laughs> that doesn't talk about that. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> that's a, but that's let's, a, let's that, run out the clock right. till January third on that one. Right, yeah, that, yeah. that doesn't that doesn't affect the position of the moon. I got that. Um, right, and uh, and of course that whole Shiloh is going to be another interesting conversation that we have to continue at some point. All right, so Kislev, um, Teves is how many days Rosh Chodesh? Tavis says it's going to be two. It's going to be a Shabbos and Sunday. And here, oh, three, here enjoy three, and appreciate. Three yes. Torahs. Yes, three Torahs and the longest benching right. that you have, which leads to two interesting notes about the year. We are in the middle of um, uh, five of eight years we've had a Shabbos of Shredish Hanukkah. Right. Right? Five of eight years. It's going to happen again in 2025. And then it's not going to happen until 2039. Shh. Which is a long, long break. So that longest benching you're going to get to do this year, Shabbos Shleish Hanukkah, and then you'll get to do it again in uh, three years, and then um, you know appreciate that moment because it's going to be a long time till you have that. Now we have three sifrei Torah, which actually also very interesting is that we have three sifrei Torah six years in a row, and this will be the last year. In other words, besides Sifrei Torah, every right. week they got three sifrei Torah on Sifrei Torah. We've had six; it's got six in a row. Of three separate Torah ending in this year, exactly on a Shabbos and so on. So next year, fifty-seven eighty-four, Tav will not have it, and therefore that uh, that that streak is going to be is going to be broken. Rabbi David Heber is with us talking about calendaric trivia for the upcoming year. Uh, we should note, by the way, that uh, 2022 will end without an Asara Bateves, Right, that fast day is not going to be on this calendar year. That's always a you know. That's always a joke tri- right. trivia question about uh, <laughs> not having a Sarbatavis in a year. And, of course, people are referring to the second year. That'll happen the first week of January in 2023. Um, Correct, except there's an exchange because we get, we get two Parshas Vayelach this year. Oh, Vayelach. In 2023, Vayelach will be read twice. No, not in 2022. Yeah, well, in, in, in the Hebrew year, in Tavshin, Tavshin Pei Gimel. Right? Oh, in Tavshin Pei Gimel. Vayelach will be read right after Rosh Hashanah, Shabbat Shuvah, right? Shabbat Shuvah this year. And then again, exactly. and then again uh, you're saying toward the end of 5783. Exactly. 
Exactly. I assume, now, I, something I, that, I assume the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. That's what I'm assuming. Right, exactly. It's always somebody else. Exactly. Now, here's something that I had to, to dig up. This year is relatively average. There's not a lot of... Right. I, I had to kind of look around and, uh, and uh, hunt, you know, hunt down uh-huh. things. The longest break. Every secular year, every secular year, you always have at least one three-day yontif. Right. Right, which means every year, it's gonna, one of them is going to happen. Three of them, of course, the Chutzlaretz, of course. Yeah, we had, are, we had Shavuos this you know, year, for instance. We had Shavuos this year. Exactly, right. So we're going to have, next year, it's going to be Pesach. Right. It's going to be three days. Pesach day, starts Wednesday Thursday, night. Friday. Exactly. It's the longest, from that point on, it's the longest break of no three-day yontif. Ooh, there's something to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> because 18, the next one after, and a half months. The next one after Pesach will be two Rosh Hashanahs later. Well, one rush on later, right? In other words, well, right. rush on, but that's that's eight, and with a leap year in the middle, so you get an extra month. So it's eighteen and a half months. One second between Pesach. One, one second. In, in other words, once this coming Pesach ends, the next three day yontif will be two rush Hashanahs later, right? Well, the second rush on, yes, right, yeah. correct. The second rush on right, later. Two yeah. rush on later. I, I mean, I'm sorry, I said two. Yeah. Oh, that's an exactly. Inter- that's an interesting piece of trivia. Uh, so that's the longest yeah. break. I'll tell you, the, the, the whole break issue is interesting to me because you mentioned about the big break between uh, uh, this year and 2030, or, or is it 2025 and 2039 in terms of three Torahs, in terms of the... Um, Correct. In terms of, of, of longest benching. The longest benching. Only, right, the longest benching. There must have been, when I was a kid, there must have been a break like that because I remember when it first happened that I remember it, it was so far in such a strange concept. I didn't realize that, you know, there could be a Shabbos like that. So there must have been around that time some big break. Just like, by the way, uh, there was a big break when I was a kid um, of, I think, 20 years between um, between times that Erev, that Shabbos could be Erev Pesach. Be- and, and I see it's happening Correct. again. 2025, Shabbos will be Erev Pesach. Then 2045 will be the next time. So you'll have a whole generation of kids that will be shocked to learn that er- that Shabbos right. can be Erev Pesach. And it's like it's a revelation that occurs when that happens. Absolutely. So, right, so we were kids in 74. Right. And it happened since 54. Right. That was it. Wild. That it was, was it. Wild. 54 to 74. Yeah. And, I, and I remember as a kid, you know, having that attitude like this. It's not possible. What do you mean? What do you mean? There's yeah. special regulations of how to deal with error pays like this doesn't happen. It's not, it's not supposed to fall out like this. So uh, exactly. a, a lot of these rarities, when there's a big break, it really is a re-education of older people and a complete new education for those who are uh, youngsters and have never experienced it before. Pretty cool. Anything else you can tell us about 5783? A couple of things. So, so we're actually in the middle also of uh, talking about days of the week. This really is not that common, but we get, we're in the middle of four years in a row where we get opportunity for to celebrate, you know, Yontif, Rosh Hashanah, Purim, Shuvah, all the regular Taivim on every possible day of the week. As oh, wow. you mentioned earlier, four days of the week. So Rosh Hashanah last year was on Tuesday. Right. This year it's on Monday. Right. Um, in 2023, next year it's going to be on Shabbos. In 2024, it's on Thursday. Ah. So you really get, you get the, you know, you get to every possible uh, you know, way to do it. Right. The other thing you want to keep in mind is um, we get a bonus year for those who keep the first Svira, namely um, for Pesach to like Beimer. Right. That's a long time. No haircut, right. no shaving from right. uh, five weeks. Right. But we, this year is the bonus year because Rishchidosh year is going to be on Friday and Shabbos. <laughs> and the halacha is when, when Rishchidosh is, when that Rishchidosh is Shabbos, 
So the the place of Shabura brings down that you could get the covered Shabbos for Shchidish. Right. You could get a haircut on Friday. So that breaks <laughs> that breaks that uh, you know that long period of time where you don't get. That is, also, there's no yak, there's no this year, not one at all. There's no the, right because nothing be, at all because nothing continues into Matzah Shabbos, right? Nothing continues Correct. into Matzah Shabbos. Wow, interesting. But there, but there are two areas of Tavshilans. Only, only chutzla, only chutzlaritz, or in Israel also. So Chutzlaritz gets one, and then we get two. So we'll, we're going to get everyone gets um, everyone gets Shavuos. Right. Shavuos is Friday Shabbos. Right. And then we will get also our Pesach, which will be on uh, Wednesday and, um, and and Thursday, Friday. Oh, right. what, what people will note, if they remember, is that the, this coming year will be a repeat of the days of the week that occurred during that Corona, you know, when Corona first right, started. That was also that was also Pesach three-day unto, right? Exactly. So those days, those days will be will be a, a repeat. Now, I want to tell you an interesting. Event that it doesn't it has it ties a little bit to this year, but it can happen very frequently. But this this is so rare, it's so rare, and it's fascinating. Someone called me up. They told me they came, became Mazeda. Right. He said Malotov. He says the baby was born a week ago Friday. Dusk dusk on Friday. Right. So so we know just to just to just, I don't know if we ever spoke about this, but of course if a baby is born. Banish Mushes is during twilight on Friday afternoon. A boy is born between sunset and when it gets dark during that, let's say, uh, 45 minutes, an hour, 72 minutes, whatever whatever you hold. But let's say this baby, I think, was 15 minutes after sunset, so the bris is postponed until Sunday. Right. And the reason for that is because we say it's a suffix, it's a, it's a doubt, is this a Friday baby or a Shabbos baby? Right. So, because the halacha says it's Banish Mushes, it's a question. So if it's a Friday, you can't do the bris on Friday because maybe that's too early. Right. Maybe it's a Shabbos baby. Friday's too early. You can't do a bris on Shabbos because maybe it's a Friday baby and then Shabbos is not the... You can only do a bris on Shabbos when it's the eighth day, not when it's the ninth day. So we postponed the bris. They postponed the bris until Sunday. So the bris took place this past Sunday morning. <clears throat> okay, now that's not that common. Right. But you think about it, a boy is born. The odds are one in 168 about, right? He's born in that hour. You can have one out of every about 168 babies uh, are going to give or take, again, depending on how long your banish mushes is, is going to be on, on, on Sunday. Okay, but what he told me was, was that the pigeon up Ben, it's a Bahor, who was actually his first grandson, and it was the first uh, boy of, of his children. And the pigeon up Ben is going to be a suffix whether it's Sunday or Monday, meaning a pigeon up Ben is done on day 31. So if we view the baby as being born on Friday, then the pidyon abed is on Sunday. And if the boy is born on Shabbos, the pidyon abed is on Monday. The problem is Monday is Yontas. <laughs> Monday is Sukkot. Right. So his pidyon abed is going to be postponed until Wednesday, Cholamayim. So this is fascinating. You have a baby who's born, whose bris and pidyon abed are both postponed because Halacha says to postpone them. Right. Unbelievable. And if the baby was in Israel, the Pidgin Aben would be Tuesday Cholamoid? Correct. Correct. Wow. So, so fascinating. They get both to nail both Svekas down. I, I made a rough. I really want to sit down and calculate the real number. I'll have <laughs> yeah. it maybe in a couple of weeks. I think it's like one in 2,500, <laughs> maybe a little less to 2,300 boys before. So how often do you have a Pidgin Aben? Right? It's not that often. So you need a before with a Pidgin Aben that's born in this lot. 
So boys who have pinion on bands, this happens about one out of every 2,500 boys. So if you take a poll, you know, if you go to, uh, I don't know, you know, a big yeshiva with uh, 2,500 bacharim, you, you're obviously going to get, um, no, not even 2,500 people, 2,500, how many bachors do you have in a big yeshiva? Even? In other words, think about it. It's right. 2,500 of bachors. So anyway, that's a rare, uh, he got a, he got a big model club and a, you know, we're, 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 we're working through this case. Very, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Heber, you, you were the, you were the Gabbai in, uh, in there, Yisrael when I visited. So, you know how I avoided this whole uh, issue. Yes. You're a lady. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so when you Indeed. say 2,500, you mean 2,500 of boys that have to have a pidgin abed, not all, tw- not, not 2,500 boys in general, but 2,500 that are Correct. required exactly. to have a pidgin abed. Right. So, pretty cool. I always wanted to take that statistic. How many, you know, what ratio of, Children of Yiddish Kinder had a pinyin ben. Right. Really, really small again because it has to be a boy and has to be poor and right. you know the other other aspects as well. No levim and kohanim um, on both sides and all that. No levim kohanim, right? The mother can't be a baslaver, baslaver. So, you'll you'll you, is your son-in-law a a kainer levi? Um, my, had the baby. my my no, oh, no. son had the baby. My, my son had the baby. So I mean, actually, his wife. But there, so he's a <laughs> he's a lady. And uh, my future son-in-law, actually, with the wedding that we're making, please God, in November, is uh, is, oh, is, is a Yisrael. But hey, his wife's a boss lady. So you know. Okay, um, so there. So my bracha to you is is that you should be zayichet to go to your great grandson's pidgin. I bet. That would be the, that would be possibly the first pigeon I bet in the family. Wow! <laughs> and, you know, it's it's funny. It'll take a little bit of time. It's fun. It's time with the children, and then their grandchildren will might need a pigeon I bet. A yep. grandson that's no longer Israeli. It's funny because um, my wife and I always discuss this. I mean, she's she's a boss lady, and I'm a I'm a lady, and we always discuss this. How in our lives we've been to like three total pigeon abends between us. You know, it's so it's such a rare right. thing when you're from from a family of Levium, and both of us being from Levium, it just never happened. You know, you weren't related to or. Uh, you know, and of course, when you have friends who have kids, again, a pers- only a percentage of them are going to be making pidgin abends, and those are the ones that exactly. uh, you end up attending. Uh, Rabbi Heber, I take this opportunity to wish you a happy, healthy, and sweet 5783. It would not be a new year without doing calendaric trivia with Rabbi David Heber. Thank you for the opportunity. to you, your family, and to all of your listeners. Thank you so much. We should have an amazing and very simchadik year ahead. Please, God. Rabbi David Heber, of course, he is uh, he is the rabbi of Kahal Avas Yisrael Tzemach Tzedek in Baltimore, Kasha's administrator at the Star K, and I am again going to highly recommend, and you can check out the archive section of NachumSigl.com to hear the conversation about it from uh, uh, a year or two ago. I highly recommend, oh, it was back in October of 2021, it was a year ago. I highly recommend The Intriguing World of Jewish Time, the book written by Rabbi David Heber, The Intriguing World of Jewish Time. If you enjoyed this conversation, you will enjoy the entire book. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and on the Nachum Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.